Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, do you get down here all right today? I did. From I did, Sunderland? I did. I had to do the school run and drop the dog off at my mum and dad's and all that sort of caper before I got here. I didn't have to get up at half past five in the morning like you normally make me do. Okay. So, where, excuse me, when you say school run... School run. Do you mean you run to the school? I run um, alongside the school. Right to you. The perimeter of the school, I run around it. It's an exercise. Because you could, like in a Hansel and Gretel way, you could literally run out wherever you wanted and know your way back because of all the tit fat that would have dripped onto the pavements. You could just follow it back, couldn't you? Yeah, I could do, but that's not what I meant. Thank you for doing the school run on behalf of... Can we just get on with it? Because I've got to be out of here by half three. Okay. Um, Can I just say first, before we get any further, I just want to admire your sweatshirt for a minute that you've got on. It's nice enough, isn't it? It's lovely. I'll describe it for the listeners, because obviously they can't see it. Um, It's got a tugboat on it. Yep. And it's rising up out of the water. He's got a big smile on his face. It might be on the bow or the stern. I'm not sure which is which. Stern. Not a trollman. Um, <laughs> and underneath it, it says HMS Pretty Man. Yep. And what do you lovely. think? It's lovely. Well, it's fun. It's a bit nautical. Yeah. It's I love naval humour, dockside humour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so in, it includes a bit of that humour. Are you saying that you're a pretty man? Is that what? Oh, it's... not really. No. You know, like I think it's a bit of irony there. I'm clearly not a pretty man. You're not. You know, you? it's no. like if you you wore a sweatshirt saying Slim King or something. Yeah. Or you know. The cheroot. Yeah. It's not going to work, is it? But it'll be a bit of a giggle. Lithe like. li- Simon. If I had something like that on my sweatshirt. Live Simon. L- lithe. As in, you know. I prefer <laughs> Live Simon. Phew. Lithe. Was there a mouse on your train today? Yeah. Mouse on the bonnet um, between Darlington and York. So we had to go 30 miles an hour. Yeah. And then it just jumped off when we got to York. So. I like mice. You know, like... When you, when you see like a little, little group of mice dressed up for the night, you know, the little handbags and their eye, out for the night. eye patches, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's, I always think it's like when I'm in a foreign country mm-hmm. and you see groups of people and you think, oh, I wish I knew where I'm going, I'm going to have a right laugh. Mm-hmm. I don't feel part of this city. Do you not follow them? Follow the mice? Follow them around? No, I'm not. Oh, people. you mean the people? Are you a follower? Yeah, I'm a follower, yeah. Not a leader? Not a leader, no. No. That's boring, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Look, now, th- today... Um, we're bringing this, uh, Andy, this podcast courtesy of Aerosol. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm very keen on this. It's um, Britain's most thoroughly thought out 70s American rarity soul disco. Is it? And it's at Rolling Stock on Kingsland Road this Saturday the 24th. 
I love this stuff. And I've been what is pri- it? Well, I've been privy to it. It's these records, mainly American from the late 70s, a sort of disco soul funk. Right. But the, the records like where they only made 10 copies of, or 50 copies of. Oh, a bit of. like the rarities, the Northern Soul stuff. Oh, like it's a, beautiful. A Do you have some kind of financial interest in this Absolutely venture? none whatsoever. I just, Do you have an emotional interest in I it? I have an emotional interest because of the music. So I'm just, I put a link on my Twitter. Right. You know, it's going to be, it, it's sold out in Liverpool. A lot of people had to be turned away. So this I've, is London I've, you're talking about now. This is London. I want to plug something as well. I've started up a new podcast. Right. And it's called Top Flight Time Machine, and yeah. I do it with the, uh, the the writer and broadcaster Sam Delaney. Okay. And we is he any good? I hope he is. Or he's all right. Fucked, isn't he's it? not bad. I'm not, that's all I'm going to say. All right. He's decent. Um, and what we do is week by week, episode by episode, we cover the history of the Premier League one season at a time. And you can follow it on Twitter at TF Time Machine, or just search Top Flight Time Machine on your usual podcast provider system. Right, let's do Chris Evans quickly, Andy. You'll have to come round to be my posse, if you're all right with that. Right, hang on then. Take um, my headphones off. It's not something I'm going to do again, Andy. I don't think it's as hot. It's around its, its course, has it? It's not a great item, is it? But um, So, you'll be my posse right, there. I'm here. I think you read out the bits there that I've put in the dark, yeah? Yep. So, now, posse. Hey, Woo! hello, hello, posse. Hey! Hey, posse, am I your best mate? Oh, yeah, BFF. Yeah. <laughs> now, today I want you to say exactly what you want. I don't care less what you say to me. I'm that kind of guy, you know what I mean? Oh. If you don't like what I'm saying, okay, tell me, Mr. right? Chris. So, as always, let's start with how interesting is this, Chris? Yay! Yep. We all love going down the chippy and getting curry sauce and chips, yeah? <laughs> but what are the bits in the chip shop curry? What are they? How interesting was that? About as interesting as grouting, Chris. That's it. That's brilliant. Just say, you know, get it out, say how you feel. Right, so how interesting is this? We all spread it on our bread and make cakes with it and spread it on our pillows. But what is margarine? <laughs> Couldn't care less, Milky Boy. Milky Boy, I love it. I love it. Water off a duck's back. How interesting is this, Chris? We all love popping down the barbers for a short back and sides, right? But why are there so many Turkish barbers? That's their job, you knob. All right, well, that's it. You're sacked. Oh. Go on, get out. If I ever see you in this building again, I'll run you over on my monkey bike, all right? Eh? Go on, fuck off. Next up, find out what happened when me and Charlene Spiteri got pissed in an undertaker's. But now over to Christine Whistles for the news and travel scores. So Is that it? That's that item. You'll never have to endure no, it that's, again. That's, <laughs> it, I think it has run its course, hasn't it? Well, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Robert. After me song last week, Fun Bus, about the fun bus down yeah. in Sunderland, right? Yeah. Visitor numbers doubled... Visiting to Sunderland doubled to six after that song. Yeah. So Sunderland two. Well, one born. of them was me coming back after I'd done the podcast. Well, there you are, and, and they asked me to write a song for them to encourage visitors right. this coming month. So they're aiming for fifty visits to Sunderland uh, this next month. It sounds achievable. So I've written a little song on the train on the way up, Andrew. You know what I mean, just to pass the time. Yeah. And stop me looking at ladies' shoes. Oh, you into that? Are you? No, I'm not. No, not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just find that the 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 shows that lasses strap on, hang themselves up on. It's like I'm. I feel I want to get. I want to grab all. Are you them. sure you want to carry on with this? But I want to say, please don't wear this. Should wear something comfortable. Why are you doing this? Oh, to it's yourselves? a kind of a paternal concern about the long term 
Oh, the straps, straps digging into the calves, you know, like uh, the rim at the front of it digging into the toes. Yeah, or anyway. They'll, they'll, they'll suffer when they're 50. But it stops me worrying, right, if I um, write a little song. So here it is. It's for the Sunderland uh, Tourist Board. Okay, so. Let's hear it then. Come to Sunderland. It's so much more than a shithole. Change your name to Callum. You can do it by deed poll. Come to Sunderland. You can put your dog in a pram. Put your tracksuit on. A red and white and made out of nylon. Cheap housing, no laundrettes. Go down the boozer for your cigarettes. Take a dump straight into your bin. Doze up the kids on Ritalin. Oh mate, get out of me wheelbarrow. I need it to take a nippers to the chemist. They've got the runs. Go to KFC. Get a bucket for the family. And when it's all gone, use the bones for cutlery. The Stadium of Light. Another place you can take a shite. Buy a house for a grand. And ride your donkey into Sunderland. Chicken dippers and a sausage roll. A pint of blue drink for your ten year old. Go down the vape shop cause it helps you breathe. And to the dentist to straighten your teeth. Oh mate, you can't park on the hard standing. That's where me Alsatian does his love making. Don't I know you mate? Aren't you the bloke who does the donkey rides on the ring road? Fancy coming in for a pint of blue? The kids are down the bingo. Attend a wedding to watch a fight. Go to Asda to buy some shite. Down the clinic, have your Douglas checked. <laughs> buy some white socks from Sports Direct. Come to Sunderland, yeah. Drink Dolmio straight from the jar. Come to Sunderland, yeah. Watch Andy jogging in his sports bra. Teach your nips to bet And how to smoke a cigarette Buy a selfie stick And have a photo next to last night's sick Come to Sunderland There you go, Andy. There we go, Bob. So once again, you've, you've just basically taken a bunch of slurs against my people and our homeland. No, it's like... Our city and you've put them to music. Do you remember kitchen sink documentaries? We were all, oh, we yeah. were all for it, you yeah. know, like, no, show it as it is. That's like that, is it? It's kitchen slice, sink, slice of life. Kitchen sink podcast. Is that what it is? That's exactly what it is. You fucking twat. Go on, sit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a name, Andy? <laughs> Can I give you a couple of names first? Well, of course, but I might want to be Honky Tonk. You might want to be Honky Tonk, but that's your choice, that's your option. Here we go, name number one. Leslie Jeffers. Nice name. Now, he's a man. Yeah. He's a man, Leslie, not that it matters these days. He's got a menagerie of head lice, and what's more, he's very proud of the fact. Uh, he writes a blog about imagined corruption in his local council. He's been banned from Twitter, Facebook, and the Question Time audience because of his anti-Semitism. But he claims it's because of the headlights. Okay. Leslie Jeffers. Uh, okay. Has I has he had any stomach surgery recently? He's got some pending. Some pending. Some pending. Okay. He's on well, a short list, I'm a little yeah. bit hot on that. Yeah. Right. Second one, Nick Price. 
49, permanently single. He's convinced the right woman's out there, but it just hasn't met her yet. Yeah. He's masterminded a string of failed dot-coms over the past 20 years. Now he's considering starting up some kind of egg delivery business I want to be Nick. I want to be Nick. There's more. Oh, no, oh, this, could make course, break, this could make or break it. I think it'll make be it. Be hard to break it after egg delivery. Generally polite, but he can't help going overboard with the swearing whenever he has to talk to a tradesman, plumber, window cleaner, etc., etc., Lots of effing and jeffing. Okay, I'd like to say, um, hello, sir, my name's Nick. Whoa, there we are. Result. Aromatic Frank you can be, yeah? Mm -hmm. Heavily overweight, gastric band, keeps his body folds um, from chaffing by rubbing in Swarfiga with a shoe brush. So far, so very good. Once had an affair with an Indian doctor. Ooh. Mm, so that makes him a bit edgy, doesn't it? Just a bit. Um, wavy Ron Pickford. He's on the simple side of life. Do you know, you know what I mean, Andy? Yeah. He's like on the, on the special side of life. He, wa <laughs> he waves at strangers from his bedsit window, right? Yep. And if they wave back, he takes a quick photo of them and sends it to the RSPCA. That's right. his little thing. Well, right. you could be Ronnie Hot Dogs. I'm going to be the first one. Aromatic Ken, was it? I'll just check. Um <laughs> <laughs> aromatic Frank. Aromatic Frank. I will be aromatic Frank. With his gastric band. With his gastric band. Hey, Bob, do you reckon Tracy Chapman's still got her fast car? Oh, she'll be, uh, well, with the speed room and that, yeah, I'm, no, I it think was, she's got rid was, of it. It was 1987, so she'll have traded in, do you think? I think, you don't know, that's the only bit of music I've got on my phone. Fast car by Tracy Chapman. Yeah. Wow. Sometime in the past, I managed to find out how you put music on your phone, <laughs> and your, I put that track that on was it. your choice of song. Yeah. What do you reckon she drives now? Um, I think she's gone electric. One of them hybrid things. Do you Nissan reckon? Leaf. Yeah, something like that. She yeah. was always a bit like that, wasn't she? Quickly, can we have a game of yes or no behind the door? Excuse me, why did you... What was that about, that Tracy Chapman section? something I was wondering about. What car has Tracy Chapman got? No, I wonder if she's still got a fast car from the song of the same name. Well, I don't go out with her, I wouldn't know. Well, you you just, knew I wouldn't know. speculation. Listen, yes or no behind the door. You see that door over there? Yeah, I can see right, it. Right, imagine there's another one next to it. Okay. If you went behind that one, you'd just get that corridor. Three like, things that are like behind Doctor the door. Who, this, isn't it? Yeah, well, just forget that door. Try and blank that one out. I'm focusing on the imaginary All door. All right, now. we understand. Right, behind the imaginary door is a huge marzipan banana, and there's a muscle man riding it like he's in a rodeo. Okay. Would you like to go in and say that? No, fuck that. He might offer you a handful of his banana. No, yeah, well, that's, that information has come too late. No, I'm not going through. Fair enough. Second option. All of the probe tubes from one right through to 156. No, it's just like really? go, that's just like going into a little fucking Amazon warehouse or something. No, thank you. Okay, third one, tough crowd. Oh this God, one. there's Jesus. three. Third one, our old friend Ackerbilk. He's burning a bunch of German documents in an old oil drum. <laughs> he uh, he bought them on eBay by mistake, and he needs to get rid of them in a hurry. Uh, but he's accidentally burned his hat and his flute. Well, would you go in and say that? I wanted to see Ackerbilk. I was quite excited because I wanted to see his hat. But you can just add, told me that I he's add... burnt his hat. He's shit-faced as well, if that helps. All oh, right, shit-faced, I could build. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, thank you. Thank you very much. There we are. Wife's questions, Andrew. Okay. I mean, am I going too quick here because of your train worries? I don't know. No, well, I'll just tell you when to shut up. Okay, mate. Now, first off, uh, my wife noticed that you tutted at her questions last week, so she's given me the following statement <sighs> oh, to read out. Okay? And it's simply this, and I quote, Go fuck yourself, you fat prick. So I'm obliged to read that out, but here's a question. Can, can I offer an apology, or is it too late? Too late. Andrew, 
Is it your dream that the soon-to-be-vacated Toys R Us store in Sunderland is turned into Roker World, where you can buy your vape juice, your kennel, dog food, dippers, tracksuits, air fries and blue drink all under the same roof? Um, I wouldn't describe it as a dream. I would describe it as a, 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 a complete inevitability. Yeah? It's, it's bound to happen. It's a- you know what the saddest thing about the Toys R Us collapses for Sunderland? No. The Toys R Us we've got's only been open since fucking November. Oh, so we haven't had one till then. So it's been a short party, hasn't I it? I think we've possibly triggered the demise of Toys R Us ah, for a lack of um, investment. The, the, they, another company that invested in there's Sunderland. Two, there's two multinationals that have just got into Sunderland Town Centre that haven't been there either before or for a very long time. Right. And they're within 50 feet of each other. Toys R Us, yes. gone. KFC. Can't get any chicken. You can't sell any chicken. Well, the, none of the KFCs have got chicken at the minute. Oh, sorry. So it's not a Sunderland it's a na- thing. Nationwide, well, so is the Toys R Us crisis. Well, I'm on bankruptcy watch at the moment. And yourself personally. And I'm keeping a look on carpet tick, carpet right. Mm, really? Not sure. I've no inside knowledge, like, but just a hunch. Do you know, I, I was in a shop called some like bargain stores the other day, right? And like. The, the, uh, there seems to be increasingly a lot of these shops that just like there's a little bit of everything incredibly yeah. cheap. Yeah. And I think maybe that's all that'll be left of the. Uh... Have you been in home bargains? That's exactly where Is I that was. The one? Oh, and I'm, and it sells fuck. It's like it's great, isn't it? And I bought. It's yeah, like B and M. Yeah. Well, I've not been in a B and and M. B and M with an edge. But uh, I thought it, I thought you know this is the only way you're getting people out in the cars to park up and go to the shops anymore. Yeah. Is that go a uh, one destination that's got tat tat? <laughs> it's like a seaside in a retail park, isn't it? Well, uh, uh, just add a little bit more. The big and Q in Sunderland. Yeah. The big one. Yeah. Uh, it downscaled last year. So they, they they chopped a third of it off at the side. Yeah. And condensed everything into the other two thirds. They were going to put a Morrison's in the vacant bit. Yeah. That fell through. Home bargains has gone in it's though. Going in. Home bargains has gone in. Confirmed. But so we've lost Toys R Us. We've lost KFC. Yeah. We're getting a home bargains. Well, I think it's, you remember Yin and Yang, isn't it? Yeah, yin and Yang, not, Bob. Not too bad. Second question. Okay. Is it true that the biggest selling toy in Toys R Us Sunderland was My Little Mackham? A plastic Alsatian complete with saddlebags for blue drink and dippers and a glass-roofed kennel full of cannabis plants. Is that true or false, the wife asks? Tell your wife that is untrue. Tell your wife, yeah. Tell your wife from me. Yeah. (laughs) Untrue. Okay, fine. Andy, final question. When you go to the gym, do you take a bucket and mop with you to wash down the machines after you've covered them in tit sweat? I think she's showing concern for the other users there, and they probably like confirmation. Um, again, I, I don't know why why I'm being targeted like this. Because, because you're a big sweaty because, fucker. Well, that's the way God made me. But listen to this though. I think they call it ableism. I don't know what that means. It's when you it's when you you castigate someone for the way that God made them. Oh, well, God, look at me, fuck's sake. Well, exactly. I mean, you, she's bored of hauling the piss out of you. Is that why she's? I suppose so, yeah. to me. I suppose so. Since I was ill, like what you never ask about, since I was ill, she probably feels it's a bit You cruel. looked a lot better when you were ill. I was thinking about... No offence. <laughs> I was thinking about a joke where someone injects the self with um, curry powder, mistake it for heroin, and they get a dodgy ticker. Right. But I haven't rounded that off, you know, and put the plumbing in. <laughs> 
quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Bob, do you reckon Martin Fry from ABC still got his poison arrow? Oh, it's, God, it's starting off a theme of them. No, I don't think he ever had a poison arrow. I mean, arrow. it was 1982. He's probably traded it in by now, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he ever had one. Do I you think, think he's still got an arrow? Is, no, is it was a archery? Think, or? I think it was a metaphor. And, is and he they, not in the poisoning game anymore? It's quite topical, isn't it, with the Russians and all that? Hey, do you know what? He is interesting, what? right? Um, statistically, women poison. Men stab and gouge and jump on people. So that. men are violent and impulsive, and women are sort of predetermined and and scheming. More cunning. Yeah. I wouldn't say that women are scheming, Bob. <laughs> Those words just came out of no. your mouth. I oh. wouldn't generalise like that. No, Bob. you introduced that. So I just introduced. I, I, the, I, I, I just introduced a light item about Martin Fry from ABC. You said women are scheming. Yeah. No, I didn't. I said Did. statistically, women are more likely to poison than men. So I'm just wondering if I should pass that tip on to the... Uh, who's looking into it down there, MFI? I have no idea. I'm just going to put Don't Know for Martin Fry. OK. <laughs> Mr Beasley's been in touch again with another update, Andrew. Oh, good, right. All right, Bob. Another day at home with the wife, right, you know, and she's... They still won't let me back at work, like, you know, because of the trouble with the following lads, like. So, anyway, yesterday, right, about mid-morning, I'd spent a couple of hours staring out of my back window, you know. I put one of the curtain nets over my shoulder so that I can stare hands-free, like, you know. It had been a really good... Staring session, like you know, I, I saw a pigeon, like a blackbird, and a ginger cat, you know, with a red collar. Oh shit, I've said blackbird, that's gonna get me in my bother, expect. Anyway, it something struck me, like that, you know, the flower bed had like a little dip in the center of it, you know, like someone had scooped up some soil and nicked it, so I thought I'd oh, better go right straight out there and investigate. Dog did. I returned the curtain like net to its resting position, you know, and the wife likes to have four furrows in it and to slightly overlap the other net, like, you know, the one on the east. I made sure I did it right, otherwise the wife would 
would know her and I'd, that I'd been staring out the window like, and she doesn't approve of it as a pastime and I don't want to get shouted out for nout again. You know what I mean? So I, I put me wellies on and wrap up warm with me on the rack and my Newcastle scarf and bubble hat. Oh, just even saying wrap up it puts me right in the mood for a chicken wrap. I know the chicken wrap me, you know. I like the chicken lumpy, I like the lettuce crispy, and I like the wrap cut in half so I don't have to approach it from a blunt end. I don't like tomato in it. It's a very vibrant red colour, you know, and the wife has banned tomatoes from the house because they remind her of the blood of Christ. <laughs> Tina, the bubble that, the bubble that actually belongs to my son, you know, I bought this from about five years ago from the bubble that department of the club shop, like, uh, not with the last time we went anywhere together, to be honest. After we left the shop, he went off with his mates to watch the game, you know. I don't know why they don't sell chicken wrapped into the match, you know, it could make a killing. Well, as I'm walking up the garden, I, know, I look into the Albanian fellow's garden and I notice that he has a freshly potted up plant by his back door, you know. <laughs> well, I'm no detective, like, but it strikes me as very suspicious that he has fresh soil for his plant and meanwhile, soil appears to have been removed from my border. I go to the border and put me hand in the little scooped out area so I can assess the amount of soil that's been removed, you know. Just then the wife opens the bedroom window like and she shouts at me. What the fuck are you doing in me garden when I like bubble at you little fucking creep? And who gave you permission to fanny about in my border? So I, t- I said I'm sorry about coming in the garden without your position, love. I'm sorry for wearing Gary's hat again without your permission, but I'm sorry, but I'm not finding about those. I was examining the soil for a possible theft. Don't fucking answer me back, you little fucking doyle. Get back inside and cook me a couple of fucking boiled eggs. Scoop them fucking out and put them on Weetabix. And they'd better be fucking runny. Then like, she shuts the window and just stares at me, you know, like I'm an advert. No, I know as I'm told, you know, she's a bit feisty, the wife, especially when she's in turmoil over Jesus, like, you know. But I don't love her very much, really. I asked her once why she had rejected Jesus, and she just said, if Jesus was all he fucking cracked up at me, then he wouldn't have cheered me to you, you little fat. Fair enough, I suppose, anyway. Later that day, I solved the mystery of the little dip in the border. It was where the ginger cat had taken a shit. No, like, no, 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 I'll sign off now, like, the wife's just banged on the ceiling for some scramble, like. So, I just thought that, um, um, I thought I'd tell you some jokes, like, to cheer myself up, you know, so just bear with us as you get me joke book out. I went into the shop and I said, 
had a live gold fish and like the guy said, do you want in the aquarium? said, I don't care what snail size it is. My mate is in love with two school bags. He's bisexual. <laughs> Just a second. I've formed the local gymnastics that could teach me how to do the splits. He said, well, how flexible are you? And I said, I can't make Tuesday to Thursdays. I went to the local video shop and I said, can I borrow a back one forever? He said, no. <laughs> no, you have to bring it back. You have to bring it back tomorrow. Then, I've got some more horses. <coughs> My photograph's gone out of out of the out of the wrong way. I went into the shop and I said, "Can someone sell me a kettle?" The bloke said, <coughs> "The bloke said, <coughs> Kenwood." I said, "Where's where's he then?" <laughs> One Peter Beardsley There's only one Peter Beardsley See you then, Bob So, that's Peter's uh, I always send him a message back, like Do you? Yeah. It's not a one-way correspondence thing No, he needs That's good He needs bringing out of himself I'm, He needs I'm, a bit of encouragement, yeah I'm going to try and get him to uh, to go out in his garden more Maybe keep notes of what he sees in that Right <coughs> Just might I like him to get in a bit of fresh air Okay Seen out good on telly, Andy? Um, at the minute, I'm I'm pretty much hooked on watching uh, A Place in the Sun on Channel 4 because I've never really seen it before till recently and they're repeating them. There's like yeah. four or five episodes a day. That's pretty much taken up my entire day. Is it on every day? It's on every day. All the channels, Channel 4, more 4, um, 4, 7. All that stuff. Have not you... on E4 because it's not for teenagers, is it? Have you ever actually seen anyone buy buy one? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> but they have a nice week abroad, yeah, looking for free. around, looking around some places, and um, you know, having to get a bit of sun on their back. You can't, you can't knock it, can you? No. How about you? What are you seen recently? Well, I suppose I've, I watched uh, the David Brent film. Oh, aye. I enjoyed that very much. Really? Do, yeah. Seriously. I, seriously, what can you say? It's really tricky pulling off comedy films, you know. And right, uh, you've never done one, have you? No, we've written five, <laughs> but no, none of them have been taken them? up. Where have you put the they're five? In, just oh, on a shelf. They're on a shelf somewhere. In a box. Uh, sometimes I might stare at it with Peter Beasley one day. <laughs> but I th- no, that's a funny film, and um, so encouraged by that, I watched the Ricky Gervais live oh, on Netflix. There's is that um, good as well. There's two. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good standard. I, I like it. He's not completely observation. You know, it's quite authentic. Like you know. What, the real deal? It's not just made-up shit from the 1970s? I don't know whether it's made up, but it's not, have you ever noticed? And uh, No one wants There's that. some big laughs in that, some foul language from Ricky. Is that? But, but done very effectively. Right. <laughs> about, um, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, I enjoyed it very well, much. Well, we, we can imagine what kind of words he uses. And have you got, uh, like me, I'm suspecting you might want to give a round of applause to 24 Hours in Police Custody. 
It's yeah. up there with the very best television there is. Isn't I wasn't it? keen on this week, so I don't think we should talk about it because of spoilers. Don't want spoilers, but I don't Last think it's a spoiler to say. I thought the bloke that they arrested was so unpleasant. He was a massive baddie, wasn't that he? That I couldn't. I couldn't enjoy it as television. No, it was, was quite hard going. I, I got a bit annoyed, a yeah. massive body. The one about the dead body in the garden last oh, week. Oh, superb. Good. Wasn't that superb? It was. Wouldn't you like to know more about those two dodgy old Scottish books? Yeah. Their lives, though, The one eh? who pretended to be deaf. Honestly, that was good. And they live so far apart now as well, don't they? Yeah. Brothers. Brothers apart. Mm. Brothers in crime. Do you reckon Tina Turner's still got her steamy windows? Hmm. I mean, it was 1989. She's probably had new she double, might, she probably might. Had new double glazing fitted by now, I reckon. The way she strides about her homes, they might still be a bit steamy. Or maybe put a dehumidifier if it was proven to be a problem for her. In the absence of knowing whether she has purchased a dehumidifier yeah. Yeah, or increased ventilation in her home, yeah. I'm going to say I think maybe she still does have steamy windows. Do we know whether the windows were in her house or whether they were in her car? Um, I think there's no reason um, to not suppose that wherever she went, the windows were steamy. Do you reckon? Yeah. Maybe she bought Tracy Chapman's car off her. Oh, God. Bought it off her second hand. Is that what you're trying to get to? Is I'm just speculating. Well, can you get lattes in there, suddenly? Of course you can, you fucking idiot. In a sachet? Yeah. Sachet latte? That's how you do them, innit? <laughs> Who's your favourite entrepreneur? Oh, do you, oh, hold on a minute. Just get, call us a shit for a place. Oh, you fucking shit. The, um, who's your favourite entrepreneur? You've got, like, Dyson. Uh-huh. You've got Branson. Yeah. You've got the Brummy bloke. This this new super hoovers, look. Do you know him? The, or pick pick the, up all the, the tin techs off your lanimate. The J-Tech fella. J-Tech, yeah. Yeah. Him. Sugar. I'm not bothered. Sugar's yesterday, isn't So is your favourite, then? I reckon the J-Tech. Do you like J-Tech? He's took, he's took what Dyson did, and he's just trying to improve it. He's, he's ripped it off, basically. Has he? I don't know if you're legally allowed to What, you cyclonic, then, is it? Well, I don't know. It's, 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 it's fucking bagless, isn't it? I know Jim's got one. Vic's got one. Has he? And he's very happy with it. Yeah. Well, he's took. He's kind of took what Dyson did, and instead of having bright yellow, he's got bright green. It's a completely different shape with completely different technology, Andrew. Listen up, though. It's it gives bright colours, though, isn't it? Bright, bright colours, bright fucking, fucking lights. lights. I tell you what, though. I think, for next week, I think I might put them in a gang, the entrepreneurs. Ooh, what do you reckon? I reckon you've sown a seed there. I might do that. Right, I've got some questions from my blood relatives oh, for you. God help from us. From me quads. I'll, I'll keep them quick. It's, it's from Josh, Jack, uh, Jick and Jeff. Jeff with a G. Uh, dear Uncle Bob, we recently read with interest that plans are afoot to phase out the 1p and 2p coins. When was the last time you handled your small change in public? Have you become Paul Daniels? That was the voice of, my, cho- that was the voice of my children. That's how they talk. Did you handle your currency? Not a lot. When was the last time you handled your small change in public? I once, uh, he was once at an awards ceremony. I was sat next to him. Nice chap. Genuine nice Daniels. chap. Daniels. But he can't resist doing tricks, you know. Um, and he had a rubber band. And he put a rubber band around his two forefingers. What's them two fingers, Andy? I'm the not trying first, to... Second and, th- th- second and third? The two next to your thumb. The V-sign fingers. Yeah, and, and round his thumb. Just an ordinary um, elastic band. And he flicked it 
maybe 20, 25 feet away from him on the floor. Right. And then it just came right, rolled all Fuck the way yeah, back. Now, like the Harlem Globetrotters. Straight onto his finger. Jesus. There's a very... I mean, that's a superb trick. It is. But like you say, he can't help himself. There's a very interesting passage in the Cranky's autobiography, which is a cracking read, by the way. Okay. Where Ian Cranky um, recounts the tale. I think they were on a cruise ship with Daniels, and he wouldn't stop doing tricks. Yeah. Um... At kind of at Ian's expense, and it ended up with Ian Cranky punching him squarely in the face. I mean, he did do a lot of tricks. I suppose. Did you want to punch him? No, he's dead now, so he can't. He can't. No, I didn't. No, I never did because they are fascinating for a while. But what what I reflected on more was that he gets such a high from people's reaction that that was his addiction. Right. His addiction was doing it, doing getting the response from tricks. So like, so he was a needy little cunt. Well. Now that's something you can that's something you could say, but of course what it means is is like in the absence of an audience. Well, he's dead now. No, but you know, well, I'm Andy. You've got you just really haven't got a heart at it's all. It's like what they say: you can't take it with you. Bob, is it true? Is it true that you force your slaves to fight with plastic? Cutlery? Hold on a minute. I haven't answered your question. Uh, the last time I handled when I'm award ceremony when I'm aware of handling. The brown, do you mean the brown coins, the pennies mm. and the tuppences? Yeah. Is when I'm at McDonald's, right. I, I scoop the brown ones into that little slit for the daft kids. Right. You know? Okay. Um, that's, that's, so that's your question answered. Right. Answered. Second question. Um, Bob, is it true that you force your slaves to fight with plastic cutlery in your empty swimming pool, the one you keep as a spare? And then, do you make them get in the back of your little two stroke ambulance so you can treat their injuries on a Friday night? Yes. Multi part question. That. Yeah. Yeah, across the board. Yeah, all of it. yeah. I've got a two. What is it? Two cylinder ambulance. Get in two stroke. I've got spare stroke swimming rooms. Two stroke. Would you like to to attend um, the British Managers Club? Would I ever? So I was lucky enough um, this week to be in Rules Restaurant in London exactly the same time. I mean, I made sure I was as the British Managers Lunch Club. You know, mm-hmm. I get in the booth behind them so that I can listen in. You got the chairman there, Sam Allardyce, Alan Pardew, West Brom, Roy Hodgson from the Palace, Tony Pullis from Middlesbrough, David Moyles from West Ham. It's their monthly meeting. Yep. First I hear, of course, is Big Sam. Order, order. Well, our accounts for the month are showing a healthy profit of over a million quid. So I hope you don't mind. I've ordered a whole roast badger served with crispy owl's feet and piri piri pig's tits. <laughs> here, here, they all say. And they touch their lunch club badgers. Yes. Yeah? <laughs> right. So as I'm sure you've seen, I'm well into phase one of the destruction of Everton. Namely, fan disillusionment. It's gone so well, I'm moving into phase two a month early and negotiating improved contracts for some of the weaker players. Here, here. Oh, you can help me out on the ears. Oh, here. And we can't carry on any further without mentioning the superb job Mr. Pardew is doing at West Brom. Ten points adrift, well ahead of schedule. So Pardew stands up. Um, yeah, thank you, Sam. Yeah, but I can't let that pass without thanking Mr. Poulis uh, for the malaise he put in place before my arrival. Before my arrival, allowing me to go straight to phase three and concentrate purely on losing matches. He can rest assured that I will be selling him some stronger squad members at inflated prices come the summer. I'm Barry Omar, aren't I? <laughs> And I, of course, will spend the cash buying any old shit off Mr. Moyles and Mr. Hodgson. Sam, sorry, 
I see you're in the drop soon, zone, or very near. What's your plan? Spectacular recovery, an extended contract, or just fuck off with a big payday? Right, right. Well, I think I might just fuck off and leave them in the shit. I've got his. I heard a little clip from him on YouTube that people were sending. He's really foul mouthed, oh, didn't he? Was, I saw that, yeah. Really, I'm leaving that. You fuck off <laughs> and leave them in the shit. We've got loads of injuries, so it's a good excuse to leave my reputation intact and get a nice new crispy contract. I quite fancy QPR, or even Reading. I like the hoops. Helps me remember which team I'm meant to be looking at. What about you, Mr. Miles? Hey, well, I'm off in the summer, whatever happens. So I'm hoping to take over from Sam at Everton. I reckon they might get me back so long as I don't take my piss contract-wise. I'll get no pay off West Ham, so I might need no interest loan from our Cayman account to piss away over the summer, if that's okay. All, no problem. Of course, absolutely. What about you, Mr. Pullis? What is Pullis? Bristol, he's, he's, a, he's a bit Adam Lallana, isn't he? Well, thanks for Alan, to Alan for his kind words about my work at West Brom. I'm hoping to at least get Middlesbrough to the playoffs, create a bit of a buzz, so I can get a few quid off the chairman and buy a load of shit from the clubs you've all destroyed. No, yeah, no. Sounds a plan. Look, one final motion I'd like to propose. I've been keeping an eye on young Mark Hughes, and I noticed that he got the Southampton job with a multi-million signing on fee, relegation release clause, and a staying up bonus. He seems well spent and washed up, so I propose we invite him to join the lunch club. All? (laughs) Ah, here comes the badger. Tuck in, lads, and remember, survival of the shittest. And they all say, survival Survival of the the shittest. (laughs) Well, ah, there you go. Good evening. My name's Dominic Yellowwood, and welcome to another edition of Who's the prick? My special guest this week is former celebrity and star of the Vic Reef Show and the Cadbury's Boost Efforts, Mr. Bob Mormer. Hello, Dom. How are you doing? Hello. And thank you for coming along, Bob Mormer. No worries. Today, you're playing Who's the Prick in order to raise money for a little bit of happiness. Oh, lovely. Yeah, not nice. The rules, Bob Mormer, are simple. I'm going to give you three names. One of them's a prick and the other two's all right, really. Now, what I want you to do, Bob Mormer, using your skill and judgment, is to identify who's the prick. That's why it's called who's the prick. Do you understand? I understand. Here Thank we you, go. Right. Three names for you to consider. Niels Bolin. Hmm? Michael Anthony Fuller. And Chad Varar. Which one of those is the prick? I think it's Chad Varar. Chad Varar, you reckon? Are you sure? Yeah. Now you've got five seconds to play your quick switch card if you'd like to. Tick, 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 boom! Too late. Ah. Too late. I'm happy with Chad You're stuck with Chad Varar. Chad Varar started up the Samaritans as a young vicar in ah. London in the 1950s. He is not the prick. No prick. Bob Mortimer, he is not the prick. The prick is Michael Anthony Fuller. He went into his local Walmart with a fake $1 million note and tried to buy goods totaling $476 with it. That meant he expected to get back $999,524 in change. He's the prick, Bob Mortimer, and so are you for getting it wrong, you prick. Thank you for coming. 
I am. You prick! Thanks, Tom. No, that's fair enough. Now, Andrew, um, I've got a Scottish story I've been trying to tell for the last six no, we haven't got time. podcasts. We haven't got time, Bob. Are you sure? How long is it? Well, in terms of... Well, I don't know like words. Shall I tell how long it is in an A4 pages? How many pages is it? It's three. <laughs> Fucking hell. What do, you, what do you reckon? Go for it. Mary McOatley was 16 years old and thereby two years away from beginning in the service of the laird. A carefree soul, she would often wander the island in search of sights to lift her spirits. On one such adventure, she chanced across a hole under her foot. On investigation, she realised it was wide enough for her to enter, and there was nothing then to hold her back. On luring herself into the hole, she lost her grip and fell some twenty feet onto a soft landing of straw and feathers and bubblegum wrappers. As she took her bearings, she noticed a handsome laddie tending a fire and cooking pot in the corner of the underground chamber. He wore tight white breeches and nothing on his top half. On his back he had a large tattoo of a tin of Baxter's game soup and a tattoo of a tin opener. (laughs) Down his arms individual tattoos of mainland sites, the Timpson heel bar, the old Wi-Fi code from Coster Coffee. Mary, hello young sir, I hear from the island, I do not recognise your face nor your shapely figure. Hello to you also young lady. No, I'm not from these shores. I'm out dangerously going into the Asian area. <coughs> I'm a visitor from the mainland. I visit secretly and on occasions to mine the precious zinc ore. But if the laird were to discover your endeavours, you'd be fed to his guards. Tits a terrible chance you're taking. Aye, I would be. You do realise that you said tits then, lassie, rather than tis. I did, yes. That's useful for I have plenty of tits to spare. That's true, but can I trust you to maintain my secret? Aye, of course, especially if you allow me to visit upon you from time to time, so you could tell me of life on the mainland. Och, the mainland. That's full of delight without a doubt. (laughs) For sure, tits my dream to visit one day. Tell me a tale of the mainland, laddie. Okay, lassie. There is a once neglected period of shops that's just off the high street and has recently been gentrified toward beauty. There's a Costa Coffee, a mandolin and loot shop, a juice bar selling all the pertinent difficult juices, an artisan table tennis kit shop, and would you believe it, a shop selling wicker shit. Oh, tell me about the wicker shit. Tits my favourite fancy thing. Aye, wicker stools, wicker boxes, wicker umbrella holders, wicker magazine racks, wicker shoe tidies, wicker placemats, wicker egg cups, wicker... old wicker shit. Oh, stop, stop, please. Tits too much beauty for the last to bear. With that, the heat in the chamber had become too much for the Mary, and she removed her anorak and jumper, revealing that she possessed acres of spare tut, enough to balance a BMX bike upon. That's a tremendous surplus of tit you have there, lassie. Aye, and I can't help but notice that in revealing thereof, your Peter pipe has swollen up like the downpipe from an outdoor pantry. Aye, the force of its swelling has caused my house key to dig into its rim. <laughs> Tis quite the discomfort. 
They both stare embarrassed at what has just passed between them. Then they hear it. Tut's a snuffling of what sounds like a large pig or a ball. <laughs> and then suddenly the beast drops through the hole and into the chamber. It's no pig, but the laird such and destroy Kaipu, Arnold. But it's not the huge poisonous fangs and sharpened talons that do for Mary and the man. No, they die instantly upon staring at the beast. For it has the face of Monty Don. <laughs> the face of Monty Don. <coughs> the face of Monty Don. <sighs> so remember, this podcast was brought to you um, to encourage you to attend Aerosol. And to listen to Top Flight Time Machine, an alternative podcast. Tits big enough to rest a BMX bike on. Yeah, that big. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.